After Vice President Kamala Harris broke the record yesterday for the most tie-breaking votes in the Senate, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer presented her with a golden gavel. Oh, so you guys do have money, said Ukraine? <laughs> yeah, they're giving out golden gavels. Ah, uh, yes, the golden gavel. Remember Nancy Pelosi's gigantic cartoon speaker's gavel? That always made me laugh. She's a very silly woman, isn't she? Yes, she is. And now, Led Zeppelin. Go like this. Been a long time. Now, we know that the Democrat Party is a, a racist party. They always have been. At least since they fired on Fort Sumter, launching the American Civil War. The Democrat President Jefferson Davis of the Confederate States of America, the Republican President Abraham Lincoln, later shot in the head and murdered by a Democrat But uh, setting that aside for the moment, you know, we try to get beyond these things. But the Democrat Party has now jumped in with Hamas. I like to say Hamas. Hamas. Because that makes it much more authentic, don't you think? That's like, I know people, liberals, who as soon as they get to a word that's like a Spanish word like Latino, suddenly they pronounce it like Latino. Right? Like, so just that one word, and then they move back to speaking like normal people. That's one of my favorites also is Niharawa. Niharawa. I like Niharawa. We got that. Speaking of which, I'm going to have to get to Joe Biden now threatening to bring the United States to war in South America. South America, because there are some commies there, friends of Vlad the Impaler Putin, and they're threatening to invade a country, the country next door, because there, there's oil there natural resources, and they want to steal the oil because they're communists, you know, leftists. They call themselves socialists, naturally. Nicolas Maduro. Excuse me. Nihalat Maduro. Because uh, liberals. Latino. Just that one word. I like that. Saw that the other day. One word. Get to the word Latino. Suddenly you've got a thick accent, Spanish accent, because you're going to use the word Latino. You know, there's an English pronunciation of Latino. It goes like this, Latino. See? See how that works? L-A-T-I-N-O. <clears throat> For Joe Biden, of course, it's Latinx. He likes to say Latinx instead because the Democrats are trying to make the Spanish language genderless, which is going to be kind of hard. And Spanish people, genderless. It's a very heavily gendered language. Spanish, Italian is also... But Joe Biden, he thinks that uh, Latino people are, are also a bathroom tissue. It's Latinx, because they put an X after it. That means it's not Latino, that would be male. Latina, that would be female. So for Joe Biden, it's, um, uh, you, if you need some place to blow your nose, it's Latinx. And actually, it would be Latinx. It would be Latinx if you were trying to pronounce it properly, which nobody should. 
But the way it's spelled, L-A-T-I-N-X, that would be uh, Latinx. That would be Latinx. Latinx. Yeah. They're all morons. It's kind of amazing. Illiterate morons in most cases. All right, let's get back to Democrats being anti-Semites, which, which they're, they're racist and they're anti-Semite. Here's the headline from KRON-TV in San Francisco, Cron Channel 4. Oakland Coffee Shop apologizes after customer was denied access to bathroom containing anti-Semitic graffiti. Now, this is kind of an amazing one, and there's video because there's video of everything because everybody has a TV station in their phone. An Oakland coffee shop uh, filled with liberals, self-described, you know, Democrats, leftists. I think Oakland is 100% Democrat voting, or darn near at least. Now, an Oakland coffee shop posted an apology on social media after a viral video showed presumed employees denying a customer access to a bathroom that had anti-Semitic graffiti written on it. The incident at Farley's East, Farley's East in, uh, in Oakland, California, just across the bay from San Francisco, hotbed of leftism. The video shows employees standing in between the customer and the door of the bathroom. According to the video, I always like that turn of phrase, according to the video. Here's the video. The customer had previously gone into the bathroom and wanted to re-enter to document the graffiti. After the customer said she wanted to go into the restroom, one of the employees responded, I know Israel loves taking private property and saying it's their own, but the muttering racist, anti-Semite loon. And this is a doughy white boy uh, who says this. And there are women standing between and men standing between the customer. The employee said they have the right to refuse service. Well, you haven't refused service. She was already there buying stuff and drinking coffee. Now she just wants to use the little girl's room and asked the woman to leave the restaurant before offering to let another let her use another restroom, and um, she was finally allowed in. And when you get inside, you see the graffiti scrawled by a Democrat inside the Oakland coffee shop bathroom. Zionism equals fascism is scrawled on the mirror. And your neutrality and apathy is enabling genocide. You know that the uh, population of the Palestinians is skyrocketing and has been for years and the Gaza, the West Bank, elsewhere. And uh, the left is so stupid, they call that genocide. And then um, there's a diaper-changing station. You're enabling genocide. Uh, Zionism is fascism. That means the Jews are fascists, the very existence of the state of Israel. After allowing the woman into the bathroom, the employee said, History didn't start in 1948, lady. Free Palestine. Yeah, you're right. Uh, in fact, later this month, we're going to be celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, who was Jewish and was born in Bethlehem, which is Israel. That's been taken over by the Palestinians. It's too dangerous for people to go to Bethlehem these days. But never mind that. History didn't start in 1948. Yeah, you're right. Maybe you should look at uh, the history of Abraham. 
and Solomon and Moses. Maybe you should look at uh, the Wailing Wall. Um, and you should learn about history. The video has more than 7 million views and 8,500 retweets. Now, Farley East apologized on a Facebook post <clears throat> referring to the graffiti as hate speech. Now, let's go. We've got the, uh, the audio for you of this nice lady who is not identified but might be Jewish, might not be, might just be in favor of civilization. Uh, but here's the lady. She went into the bathroom and saw all the graffiti. And then, is it a ladies' room? I know it's Oakland. It might be gender neutral, which they do a lot of in Washington, D.C. also, by the way. And uh, here's the lady trying to get into the bathroom. And listen to the big, doughy, white boy um, with his insanity about how you Israelis, she has a bit of an accent. She might be uh, Israeli. But the, uh, the employee says, you know, I know you Jews. I know you. You people think you just walk in and you own anything because you're Jews, something like this, and completely crazy. Here's the audio. This is a private property. I, I want to go into the restroom. Yeah. I do need you to leave. I know Israel loves taking private property and saying it's their own, but we got ahead. You're not going to let me you're go also into the restroom? So I need you to leave. I I know Israel loves taking private property and saying it's their own, but we got to have, and then he stopped talking because his brain doesn't work well enough to complete sentences in situations like this. You're not going to let me You're go also into the restroom? Them, so I need you to leave. Please. I want you to go yeah. into the restroom. I need you to leave, please. I was patron here, and I have a right to go into the restroom. And we have a right and to refuse service. Yeah, but I need to go into the restroom. I'm asking you to leave. No, you need to let me go into no, the I restroom. Don't. I don't. I'm, I, I'm a patron here, and okay. I need to go to the restroom. I'm kindly asking you to leave. She's a patron here. She's a, she's a patron. And uh, she had apparently already been there, seen all the anti-Semitic graffiti, wanted to, came out and got her phone. That means she went to the girl's room without her phone the first time. That's, uh, see, so she must not be American. That's, uh, that's the thing about that. So that's, uh, that's a, a pretty amazing story, and it's making the rounds. And, and I know... In Israel, like taking things and pretending they're yours. All you don't get is a video of it saying that, and that Zionism is Why are you afraid? If you agree with it, why are you afraid that they will take a picture of it? Oh, actually, oh, okay. yeah, great. Please. Why, if you Please. agree with it, why, why are you Please. afraid? I'm not afraid of it. Zionist. Then why are you not letting me in? Because you're, this is what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. 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 Now she yeah. goes into the bathroom. Free Palestine. Now, Free Palestine. It's always. Please leave. Thank you. History. It's always. Yeah. Great. We love it. Thank yes. you very much. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, this is um, amazingly in the United States of America in 2023, pretty typical Democrat Party behavior. Uh, and I was talking about this yesterday, and I talked about it a month and a half ago as well. It's been a great mystery among civilized people since World War II. How did Nazism actually emerge in an otherwise comparatively civilized country? And we need look no further than what's going on in the United States of America today, honestly. It's quite, it's quite extraordinary what we're witnessing here. And now let's go to this crazy story that's almost impossible to believe as well about... Um, young people in the United States of America who believe that the Holocaust was a hoax, never happened, 
didn't happen, was no Holocaust, and young people <clears throat> are all over this idea. It's called Holocaust Denier, right? And here it is. The Economist has the story. Only one in five young Americans, excuse me, one in five young Americans think the Holocaust is a myth. 20% of young Americans believe that the Holocaust never happened. It's fake, right? On December 5th, for over five hours, lawmakers grilled presidents of elite universities in a congressional hearing about anti-Semitism on college campuses. You know, it was calling for um, genocide. Is that uh, restricted speech at Harvard? No, no, it's fine. In one of the testiest exchanges, Republican Congresswoman Elise Stefanik asked whether calling for the genocide of Jews violates university rules. It is context-dependent, said Liz McGill, the president of the University of Pennsylvania. Clips of the exchange went viral on X. Yad Vashem, a Holocaust museum and research center, which is in Jerusalem, I've been there, issued a condemnation, stressed the importance of raise awareness about history and anti-Semitism, and so on. But, but it gets crazy pretty fast because 20% of young people, the youngins, say, Holocaust, Schmolocaust. There was no Holocaust. That didn't happen. Who thinks that happened? In the United States of America, quite amazing. The Holocaust is a myth. 20% of 18 to 29-year-olds say the Holocaust is a myth. The Holocaust has been exaggerated. Then it goes up to about 24% of 18 to 29-year-olds say that it's been exaggerated, but a full 20% say that the Holocaust is a myth, which means that it didn't happen. Of course, they might not know what the word myth means, because we have failed to educate generation after generation in the United States. You know why, Michael? Democrats. That's why. Hey, the and I've got an update for you on the woman uh, who I just mentioned, the president of the University of Pennsylvania. She uh, found herself with uh, a powerful and potent adversary. That's coming up. See how Penn responds to that. Hey, the holidays are actually upon us, am I right? Thanksgiving's in the rearview mirror. Time to let Omaha Steaks take the guest the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long through Christmas and beyond. All you have to do is go to omahasteaks.com and you're going to save 50% off the entire website, Omaha Steaks. And when you check out, you use my last name, Planty and you're going to save another $30 off your order. Omaha Steaks make great gifts. You're going to be the hero of the holiday table when you give the gift of Omaha Steaks. Tender, juicy, butcher-cut filet mignons, delicious jumbo hot dogs, burgers, easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in no time at all. Omaha Steaks ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use the promo code PLANT at checkout, P-L-A-N-T-E. I got an extra E for no reason. Order with complete confidence today, knowing your order 
will be the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use the code PLANT at checkout to save an additional 30 American dollars off your order. A minimum order may be required. Yeah. Yeah, so there are... uh, People are... Some people are speaking up. Not Democrats. Not people that self-describe as liberals. But I've got a great story involving the President, University of Pennsylvania, coming right up. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Ah, yes. Yeah, Joe Biden, is Joe Biden going to get us into a war in South America now? Putin is allegedly pulling the strings in Venezuela with Nicolas Maduro who is Latino, Venezuela. And, um, yeah, we're stumbling in that direction now. Three wars for Joe Biden because he's a foreign policy expert, remember? And Donald Trump was going to get us into a war, and Joe Biden wasn't. And now three wars and uh, NATO and all this uh, all this good stuff. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, uh, back to the Democrats being anti-Semites because... There is a kind of remarkable story about a billionaire who is threatening now to not give a gift of $100 million that he had promised to give to the university. And now he's saying, well, I'll give it to the university if the president of the university resigns or if she's fired. I think that would be a good idea. A very good idea. Now, what will the University of Pennsylvania do? Will they say, we don't need your $100 million? Or will they say, hey, it's time for you to go because we need the $100 million. Which way do you think they'll go? I think it's an excellent threat. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. So is your if testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it... Uh, is if the yes speech or becomes, no. If the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? <laughs> uh, that was great. Congresswoman Elise Stefanik was incredulous 
while questioning the president of the University of Pennsylvania, an Ivy League institution. You know, I did this whole poison Ivy League thing has really caught on. I, uh, you know, it's not, it's, well, it, it, it's, it's really caught on. Yeah, were it not for double standards, liberals would have no standards at all. We had another congressman say that, um, oh, uh, talking to Vince Colonnese, uh yesterday or the day before yesterday. And the congressman said, well, we're it not for double standards. Liberals would have no standards at all. And that's good. I'm happy that uh, that has caught on. It's a, it's a good one, and it should catch on. Uh, Poison Ivy League has now caught on. There are memes all over the place, and uh, Poison Ivy League, which is one of, our humble, one of our humble sayings. We have a lot of good sayings here. Let's face it, they're my sayings. They're, uh, they're good. They're good. A lot of them are really, uh, you know, that's, <laughs> they are. All right, here's the Business Insider Wall Street CEO tells Penn president, the one there who said, well, it depends on the context. If it turns into action, if they actually commit genocide, then it might violate the rules at the University of Pennsylvania. Wall Street CEO tells Penn president, resign or I'll pull $100 million. I'm guessing she's a little more self-interested and she's planning on staying. A major Penn donor has threatened to withdraw a $100 million gift if its president doesn't resign. The donor is a man named Ross Stewart, Ross Stewart, and he has a lot of money because he's been very successful in his line of work, more than most of us, dare I say. Do you have $100 million to give to your university? I don't. I don't. The letter comes after Penn's president gave widely criticized testimony in Congress. The University of Pennsylvania could lose a $100 million gift if its president, Elizabeth McGill, does not step down. Ross Stevens, the founder and CEO of Stone Ridge Asset Management. I should have gone into asset management, I think. Detailed his decision to potentially pull the gift in a letter to his staff, he said that given the structure of his deal with the elite university, he has the ability to pull the funding. The threat comes after McGill's testimony to Congress earlier this week in which she evaded questions on anti-Semitism and failed to answer if calling for a Jewish genocide was against the school's code of conduct. Turns out it's not. Turns out it's not. You know why? Liberals. Her answer, along with similar answers given by the presidents of Harvard and MIT, were met with intense criticism. Billionaire Bill Ackman called for the three presidents to resign in disgrace following the hearing. He had uh, actually a very good um, a statement that he put out. Billionaire Bill Ackman put out a very cogent and intelligent statement. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was a pie in the face of the three of them, and appropriately so. McGill later released a video around 7 p.m. We were mocking that yesterday. We played a clip from that yesterday. After an online uproar called for university policies on free speech and harassment into question. And uh, she, I'm not going to play it for you now because she's so tedious, but she put out a long and boring statement that, well, and it's full of more vagaries. But I think it's great. Um, She should be canned and never work in academia again 
But that's unlikely. I don't think that's the likely outcome here. Just uh, saying. And I love the idea of a $100 million gift. What will the university do? What will they do? They sure like money. They really like other people's money. Now, here's one of the funny things about these Ivy League institutions. They take in lots and lots of money every year from Arabs in Arab nations who are Muslims who are, I don't want to generalize, presumably anti-Semites because a great many now, I mean, it's, it, it, President Trump was making progress there before Joe Biden came along. Uh-uh-uh, I'm, uh, I'm telling you. But uh, Joe Biden, you know, the Abraham Accords and all that good stuff. Now, here's another one for you. White House. The White House condemns CARE leader, the Council on American-Islamic Relations, which is a soft jihad front group in the United States, They're engaging in social jihad, undermining Western norms like the left, meaning the Democrat Party. Another reason they're in cahoots with one another right now. White House condemns care leaders' shocking comments about being happy. See, he said he was happy with the October 7th massacre. And this is a guy who has been invited to Democrat White Houses and is treated like a hero. They carry him around on a chair. The White House strongly condemned, this is the radical left-wing mediaite carrying water for the Biden White House. The White House strongly condemned what it called the shocking anti-Semitic rhetoric of Nihad Awad. Nihad Awad. Executive Director of the Council on American-Islamic Relations, also known as CARE, at a speech to the American Muslims for Palestine convention that was posted to X. They still like to put in parentheses, formerly Twitter. For how many years do you think that will go on? Honestly. Formerly the Brooklyn Dodgers. Awad said he was happy to see the events of October 7th in which Hamas terrorists brutally massacred at least 1,200 Israeli civilians kidnapped hundreds of others. Awad declared that the people of Gaza have the right to self-defense. We have some audio of, of this terrorist, and it's, a, it's, it's soft terrorism in the case of CARE. But if you're happy with the events of October 7th, I think I'm going to call you a terrorist, maybe a terrorist sympathizer. That would be generous. A terrorist simp, right? Amazing. And the White House put out a phony baloney statement about their pal who they've they've praised in the past. And um, so there it is. Shortly after the attacks of October 7th, Israel declared war on Hamas and has been working to destroy the terror network. But um, the head of the Council on American Islamic Relations, Nihad Awad, he thought it was a great thing. The people of Gaza only decided to break the siege. Break the siege. The walls of the concentration camp. The concentration camp. October 7th. And yes, I was happy to see people breaking the siege and throwing down the shackles of their own land and walk free into their lands that they were not allowed to walk in. 
Well, actually, Israel is filled with Arabs living there in peace, uh, filled with there are Muslim, uh, there are millions, rather, of Muslim Arabs living in Israel. And two-state solution, well, the Gaza is 141 square miles. Washington, D.C. is 61 square miles. They have more than 25 miles of Mediterranean seafront, beachfront property, and they've turned it into a death murder hole. Uh, but uh, never mind that. And so... Nihad Awad, the executive director of CARE, he uh, loves the genocide. He loves the terrorists. And yes, the people of Gaza have the right to self-defense, have the right to defend themselves. Self-defense. yes, Israel as an occupying power does not have that right to self-defense. See, Israel is an occupying power. Israel does not have the right to self-defense because... Nihad Awad says they're an occupying power. 1948, United Nations. Uh, let's go back to Jesus Christ, uh, whose birth we're about to celebrate throughout pretty much all of Western civilization. Let's go to Abraham, to Solomon, to Moses. Really? Well, they've been occupying it for, you know, like 4,600 years or something like that. But uh, never mind that. He is... Um, it's generous to say that what he does constitutes soft jihad. He is a pro-jihad, and the Council on American-Islamic Relations is a front group for radical Islam in the United States of America, and they spin and sell, and the news media helps them because they're ignorant for the most part and corrupt um, when we go beyond that. So, and... And the headlines are, oh, the White House has condemned it, so their hands are clean, right? Uh, a better story on this would get into the fact that Nihad Awad and Kerr have been treated like conquering heroes by the Democrat Party for quite some time now. The Ivy League schools, obviously left-wing institutions, you know the rest. Amazing stuff. Now, and I pulled a story today, pro-Palestinian protesters self-immolates outside Atlanta Israeli consulate. And I pulled the story again today because I'm still waiting for this woman to be identified. And that hasn't happened yet. Why do you think it is that they haven't identified this woman that doused herself in gasoline and set herself on fire, self-immolating outside Atlanta's Israeli consulate? And the stories for days did not even reveal that it was a woman. We now know that it was a woman, but they still have not released the name of the woman. Why is that? I, I honestly think that the name is going to be because the left, they want to cover up for radical jihadis and the radicalism that is associated with the jihad. And I suspect, and I can only suspect because we don't know, that we're going to find that the woman is a Muslim woman, maybe an immigrant from the Middle East, maybe came in illegally across our border, as so many thousands of Middle Easterners have, coming in illegally across our southern border under Joe Biden. Why are they not releasing the name? I suspect because the Democrat Party would not like the name to be made public because it might not serve their interests well. Just saying. 
Unbelievable. These people. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because uh, Nihad Awad said that the the Israelis are an occupying force and they have no right to self-defense. And he said that the terrorist attack of October 7th made him happy and that they have a right to self-defense because, you know, some vague claims of occupation. But you may recall that Barack Obama very recently just a couple of weeks ago, used the same jihadi language when describing Israel. What Hamas did was horrific, and there's no justification for horrific? the occupation. The and occupation. What's happening to Palestinians? What's happening is, to Palestinians? Is unbearable. And what is true is that there are people right now who are dying who have nothing to do with what Hamas did. Well, they uh, voted for um, Hamas and they support Hamas. And the latest polls from an Arab university in the West Bank found that the majority of people living in the Gaza and in the West Bank support Hamas and supported the attacks of October 7th. Right? And that's Barack Obama using the term occupation. They're occupied. That is the the jargon of the terrorists adopted by the titular leader of the Democrat Party. Can you say titular in the radio? His name is Barack Hussein Obama, but don't say that because it's Islamophobic and racist or something like that. Speaking of Democrats, there was a mass shooting at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, The shooter had a list of targets, sent letters to educators nationwide, and the gunman in the shooting, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, that left three people dead and one seriously injured, was a former professor who had applied for jobs several times at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, among other universities, but was turned down every time. So he showed up and he murdered people. Anthony Polito was his name, was killed in a shootout with two detectives. Police said on Wednesday, I think he may have shot himself, but it's unclear. Shooter did not appear to be targeting students, law enforcement officials said. All four people killed were faculty members. The 67-year-old man, the killer, lived in Henderson, Nevada, in an apartment, which police searched following, and they... They uh, found that uh, he had been struggling financially, and he is an academic, a college professor from the Carolinas who had worked as an academic for a long time, and he wanted a job at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. He didn't get one. Squad member Ayanna Presley is pushing to give the vote to every convicted criminal in the United States because they know it's an untapped well of Democrat voters. And she wants 16-year-olds to be able to vote, too. She thinks they're ignorant enough that they would vote Democrat religiously. Amazing stuff. And a Democrat woman, an African-American woman, arrested yesterday in Atlanta for dousing the birthplace of Martin Luther King Jr. in gasoline and trying to set it on fire. She was stopped in the nick of time She's a Democrat.
The Los Angeles Police Department and the Uniformed Division of the Secret Service. I was in a sandwich shop yesterday getting a salad. There was a Uniformed Division Secret Service guy there. It was just me and him in there. And I said, hey, thanks for being law enforcement, and shook his hand. And he looked around like, you know, like there was a prank coming or something. No, I was actually just thanking him. LAPD is aware, I love this, LAPD Twitter. LAPD is aware of possible First Amendment activity. That means Democrat Party riots. In the Los Angeles area over the next few days, in coordination with the U.S. Secret Service, additional uniformed personnel and other resources will be deployed to ensure the highest level of public safety. That's because Joe Biden's going there for his Hollywood fundraisers, you know. Speaking of communists, Russia has launched cruise missiles at Kiev for the first time in 80 days. And Putin, Putin has congratulated and thanked Republicans for blocking aid to Ukraine in an address to Ukraine on Russian state TV. He thanked American Republicans for for blocking. That is actually, see, Putin doing a favor for the Democrats. That is collusion between the Democrats and Putin that we're seeing right there. That's what's going on there. Great stuff. Um, Anti-woke beer company. I love these guys. I've talked about these guys. Rivals Bud Light launching Real Women Calendar designed to serve as a reminder men can never replace the beautiful women of America. And this is, I've talked about this before, and I've got these beers at home. I've got a couple of different beers at home right now. But the Real Women of America calendar is uh, coming from, and it's just a wonderful stuff, and I know one of the guys involved in the, in the company. But uh, ultra-right beer, ultra-right. You know, it's like ultra-light. It's a little play on words. Ultra-right beer, and I've got um, a case at home um, and maybe even more of ultra-right beer. A friend in Atlanta is involved with the company. And it's not just ultra-right beer they have. And I would recommend it. I used to drink Bud Light. And now I'm drinking ultra-right beer at home. It's the only beer I have at home. And they also have a limited edition, Conservative Dad's Revenge. And the each can of beer has the Trump mugshot. Has the Trump mugshot on the can of beer. You know, we're going to tweet this out. 100% American beer. We're going to tweet this out and post it on Facebook. For ultra-right beer <clears throat> and uh, conservative dad's revenge. And they have a calendar with real women, like Riley Gaines, you know, normal, healthy American women. Welcome to Talkville. The Ultimate Smallville Rewatch Podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.